Good morning and Merry Christmas. Welcome to worship today at Kern Church. I hope that you are having a blessed morning, a warm morning in this space, and a chilly morning as you walk outside. But it is a joy to be with you this Christmas morning as we enter into this space of worship, as we welcome the blessing of the Christ child. My hope for today is that you, you find some joy in the season. The service will be rather laid back, and I am just glad to be with you all today and invite you to join me in our call to worship. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. There is nothing in death or life, in things present or things to come, nothing in all creation that can separate us from the love of God and Christ Jesus our Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Thanks be to God. Amen. The prophet Isaiah promises that God's glorious love will be revealed to all of humankind. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak compassionately to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her compulsory service is ended, that her penalty has been paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice is crying out, Clear the Lord's way in the desert. Make a level highway in the wilderness for our God. Every valley will be raised up, and every mountain and hill will be flattened. Uneven ground will become level, and rough terrain will become a valley plain. The Lord's glory will appear, and all humanity will see it together. The Lord's mouth has commanded it. Christ is coming. Be glad and believe. I invite you to join me now in a spirit of prayer. Loving and blessed God, today is yours. Today is the day we join with, with saints all around the world to proclaim the miracle of your coming, the miracle of Christmas in which you broke through our plane of existence in which you broke in and promised new life and new love, promised a new way of living. And, oh God, I give you thanks. I give you thanks for the joy that we meet this morning. I give you thanks that even though the holidays are very difficult for many, many people, the good news of your salvation and your birth is still good news. I pray especially this morning, O oh God, for all who are struggling, all who are ill, all who are mourning this Christmas day. And I pray that your spirit brings liberation and hope and new beginnings for each one. As we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread. As we forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen and amen. Against the backdrop of an imperial occupying power, counting its subject population in order to levy taxes, a servant of peace is born. In those days, Caesar Augustus declared that everyone throughout the empire should be enrolled in the tax lists. This first enrollment occurred when Quirinius governed Syria. Everyone went to their own cities to be enrolled. Since Joseph belonged to David's house and family line, he went up from the city of Nazareth in Galilee to David's city called Bethlehem in Judea. He went to be enrolled together with Mary, who was promised to him in marriage, and who was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for Mary to have her baby. She gave birth to her firstborn child, a son, wrapped him snugly and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the guest room. Christ has come, rejoice and receive. Hear these words from John's Gospel. The true light that shines on all people was coming into the world. The light was in the world, and the world came into being through the light. But the world didn't recognize the light. The light came to his own people, and his own people didn't welcome him, but those who did welcome him. Those who believed in his name, he authorized to become God's children born not from blood, nor from human desire or passion, but born from God. The Word became flesh and made His home among us. We have seen His glory, glory like that of a Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. Today is Christmas. Today is Christmas in a world that doesn't seem to hold much magic anymore. There's something magical about Christmas. Children wait all year for the joy of Christmas morning. As we've been planning for Christmas service, it's been a blessing to hear how each of you has your own traditions Many felt the need to share with me, Preacher, I'm not going to be at our Christmas Eve service. We have family get-togethers at XYZ time. And I said, that's where you should be. This morning, someone, or last night, someone said, I'm not going to make it tomorrow because I have my whole family coming over. And I told him not to tell this, but I whispered in his ear and said, well, if I wasn't preaching, I might not be there either. Christmas is a magical time. Each has its own traditions. The season leading up to Advent, leading up to Christmas is terribly busy for me. It's busy for everyone and especially busy for those who work in the church. There's service to plan for, volunteers to find, special events to attend, and all this means that it's often hard for me to get into the Christmas spirit. Advent is a season of preparing for and waiting for Christ. Because all that stuff that gets planned into Advent for me 
I do a lot of preparing and waiting, and none of it really feels yet like Christmas. But then Christmas Eve happens, and we wake up Christmas morning, and it's here, and it's finally time to relax and enjoy all that is Christmas. It's finally time that I can switch out of my to-do list and just relish time with the family that is the spirit of Christmas. And even today, as we are here in worship together, I'm relaxed, and I'm glad to be here. I'm thankful for the joy that we can share. I uh, One of the things that I asked for for Christmas was a lot of coal, charcoal, and um, I, I received some coal up here, some chocolate coal. So for whoever is the, uh, you know, the the elf responsible for that, I received charcoal baskets at home. So I, I hope to put some of that coal and and and, and charcoal baskets to, to work this afternoon as 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 we cook and such. But there's so much joy that can be shared at Christmas. And it's at Christmas that we celebrate beyond the gifts and the fun, that we celebrate the joy that John wrote about and the joy that I just shared. That the true light that shines on all people has come into the world. That the very Word of God, Jesus, the very Word of God, Jesus became flesh and, and made His home among you, among us, and that you and I have seen His glory full of grace and full of truth. And there's perhaps no other song that has ever been written that speaks of that joy even better, that speaks of that grace and truth any more clearly than can be found in the carol, Joy to the World, Full of Grace. And it's a joy to sing that at Christmas. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Even when the earth wasn't sure that Jesus was the king, the earth was responsible for receiving her king. This song was written, written by Isaac Watts, a great hymn composer in the first part of the 18th century. You see, at that time in church history, most songs were, were sung, that were sung in worship were simply musical arrangements of the Psalms. If you know your Bible, you could open up to about the middle of, and you see a whole bunch of Psalms that traditions say were mostly written by David. And so at that time in church history, all the songs that were basically sung in the church were often musical arrangements of these Psalms. And then as a child, though, you know, children and young people have a tendency of disrupting the ways of their parents. And, and, and children have a tendency of not liking the songs that were sung by their parents in worship and otherwise. I mean, you've never encountered this. I know it's new to you. But one time, while they were in church, Isaac Watts complained to his father that he didn't like singing these old songs. I can just imagine that they're in church and they're, and they, they do the songs that they're both singing and, 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 and young Isaac says, I just hate these songs. These songs are so boring. They go on and on. I don't know what they mean, et cetera, et cetera. And as a youth, he found them old fashioned. He found them boring. For parents and grandparents, perhaps this sounds familiar. The story goes that his father replied, and perhaps this also sounds familiar. Now these hymns were good enough for your grandfather. 
Have you said that before? These hymns were good enough for your grandfather and your father, son. They will have to be good enough for you. Well, the fire of youth... Isaac responded to his father, Well, they will never do for me, father, regardless of what you and your father thought of them. Now, what's going to happen, right? I mean, the father has a few choices in the matter, some of which uh, the authorities might be called, or at least today, on, on this father. But his father, angry at the time, said, If you don't like the hymns we sing, why don't you go and write better ones? To this, young Isaac responded with youthful zeal, well, I have written better ones, Father. And if you'll just relax, that's a really good thing to tell your parents when, when they're angry. If you will just relax and listen, I will read one for you. Of course, his father could have backhanded him at the time and told his son to mind his own business. But instead, this father listened to his son. And the following Sunday morning, the congregation sang, one of Isaac's new songs. And this new song was, was such a hit with the congregation that for the next 222 Sundays, you don't even know how many years that is, 222 Sundays, Isaac was told that was good, prepare another one for next week. And they sang them week after week. And these hymns that were written throughout this time are some of the most loved hymns ever written in the English language. And when it comes to reflecting on the joy that the birth of Jesus brought into this world, it's Isaac's, Isaac's poem, Joy to the World, that speaks so clearly. And this is a song, I mean, he had been raised on the Psalms, and so if you read his, 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 his songs, if you read his hymns, so many of them are based so deeply in Scripture and rooted so deeply in Scripture. And so Isaac began with Psalm 98, and added to Psalm 98 the message of Jesus, the Messiah, into this great song of praise. Isaac, in writing Joy to the World, lifted up Psalm 98, this ancient Hebrew psalm, and shared with it the message of Jesus. Hear these words of Psalm 98 and see if they sound even a bit familiar. Sing to the Lord a new song. Because he has done wonderful things, his own strong hand and his own holy arm have won the victory. The Lord has made his salvation widely known. He has revealed his righteousness in the eyes of all the nations. God has remembered his loyal love, the faithfulness to the house of Israel. Every corner of the earth has seen our God's salvation. Shout triumphantly to the Lord, all the earth. Be happy, rejoice out loud. Sing your praises, sing the praises of the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of music, with trumpets and with the horn blast. Shout triumphantly before the Lord, the King. Let the sea and everything in it roar, and the world and all in its inhabitants too. Let all the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains rejoice out loud altogether before the Lord because he is coming to establish justice on the earth. He will establish justice in the world rightly. He will establish justice among all people freely. So I invite you with Isaac, the Christians of old, with those who have journeyed to Bethlehem near and far to celebrate with joy. Celebrate with joy.
the coming of Jesus, the birth of the Savior. Celebrate with joy in your heart as Jesus promises to give you goodness. Sing praises to the one has come. Celebrate, celebrate this Christmas day. Experience the joy. Experience the love that is Christmas. Let's pray. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let each one receive their key. Let every heart, O Lord, open to you and to your love. As you were born of Mary, may you be born again in each heart that is here. May the joy of your birth inspire and instruct us to follow after you. May each heart bend to your love, to your desire. And as we go throughout our lives, may we be ever mindful of the miracle and the joy that is found at Christmas. Through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. I want to share with you this Christmas prayer. Eternal God, by the birth of Jesus Christ, you gave yourself to the world. Grant that, being born in our hearts, he may save us from all our sins. Restore within us the image and likeness of our Creator, to whom be everlasting praise and glory, world without end. Amen. Go forth in the joy that is Christmas. Celebrate the love and share the joy in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go in peace. Thanks for listening. If you want to reach out to Kern Memorial United Methodist Church or see entire services, you can visit our YouTube channel, Kern Memorial United Methodist Church, and remember to like and subscribe for updates. You can also visit us on our Facebook page at Kern Memorial United Methodist Church. Thanks and have a blessed day.